64 Tacos Podcasts presents Is this song good? This is episode 77 Meatloaf Objects in the rear view mirror may appear closer than they are Welcome to I Caught It On Audio. In today's episode, we are continuing our Is This Song Good series. The theme this time around is Guilty Pleasures, and our next song is one that I picked, and it is a meatloaf song called Objects in the Rearview Mirror May Appear Closer Than They Are. I think the whole thing is part of the title. Yeah, yeah, all of yep. it. Because um, there's no there's no half measures in this song. <laughs> Uh, this this is off of the um, the comeback album "Bad Out of Hell" two back into hell, um, and uh, it's written and uh, produced pretty much by uh, by Jim Steinman, who's uh, who was a pretty big deal in the eighties and early nineties at least. I can't think of anything after that that he did, but he and Meatloaf collaborated on most of Meatloaf's stuff, from what I if I remember correctly. And the um, the the album version of this song comes in just over ten minutes, and then they somehow edited it down to just under six minutes for the radio sing- single. Excuse me. So yeah, what are what? I, I know Dan, you've you've heard this plenty because you rode around in the car with me a lot, and I played it <laughs> plenty back in the mid nineties. So, but Zach, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts on this one are. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't really know that much about meatloaf when I was growing up and, uh, and I kind of, the perception I had of him as an artist was always that he was some sort of heavy metal rock God, um, <laughs> because that's, that's what the, uh, that's what the album co- cover seemed to evoke. Yeah. I mean, they, oh, yeah. they, they reminded me of like, he's like, he's Dio. Yeah. And, um, and some of those other uh, Judas Priest, some of those other bands that you know were like it. It almost looked like the the album art was trying to make up for something. Like it was going too hard on the you know the the demonic and like uh, fantasy type of um, imagery. Um, so that's what I always thought. And then this album came out in 1993, and of course, you know, I'm a young impressionable lad <laughs> in those days, mm-hmm. and um, I don't remember this uh this song or the the uh the single or the the music video but i do remember the the other one the um what was it called the i do anything for love but i won't do that yeah and so when i when i heard that and when i saw that i was kind of like wait a second what's going on here this guy is supposed to be this this heavy metal rock god and he <laughs> that's not what i'm getting from this so i kind of wrote it off and forgot about it and 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 it's and it's you know and then later on i found out about how he was you know part of uh, rocky horror picture show and and um again like no, nothing really like I, I sought him out or anything like that um so i knew of him i knew some of the songs and i'm pretty sure i've heard this one before um but let's start with the music video so michael bay directed this music video that's right uh, 
It's mm-hmm. absolutely awesome. Uh, it's it's only seven minutes and forty two seconds somewhere around there, um, so it is lacking a little bit of the uh, of the uh, the album song. It's longer than the single, but shorter than the album track. Yeah, yeah. Well, because they needed more time to uh, to evoke some of the imagery, yes. and <laughs> and it's a, a lot of like sort of ghosting effects and 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 um, uh, him singing in fields and, and backyards. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then you've got the narrative, you know, you've got the whole, his best friend dies, um, in a plane crash. And, um, and then there's, uh, what, what was the middle section of bar? The, I remember the last section. The, Cause the that abusive was, father, the abusive father, right. That was the middle section. Um, and then the last part was the making love in the car with your yes. lady at the edge of the town. Um, but uh it, it, no like so, so i watched the music video and then i was like i need more of this and so this is you know how i guys you know guys know how i feel about like long songs and long things like if it doesn't do the stuff if it doesn't do the thing justice i don't really want it and in this case it does it justice and then some like the the 10 minute version in my opinion is is a perfect length but it probably could have actually been longer and i still would have been okay with it yeah i feel like they ran out of room on this on the cd for for what steinman really wanted to convey with this song yeah so, and so they yeah. had to kind of like pair things back and be like, okay well, let's shorten this down and let's maybe leave off a couple of these other 20 minute tracks <laughs> um but uh but i really like how the song does like the the three part three part structure mm-hmm. um it kind of you know starts one way weaves into another goes into the next um i really like how it's it's sentimental and a little bit sad but also kind of um, a little bit uplifting as well in the sense that, you know, this, this person is con- conquering their, their past and their, their difficulties. And I, and I absolutely love the, the, I think the title is perfect because it, it, it like on, on first glance, it's just like, oh, well, you're talking about cars, you know, whatever. But really what it's saying is that, you know, our, our perception of the past is colored in a certain way that it, you know, sometimes things they're they're very present to us and we can't escape them we can't get away from them and other times they're you know they're really close they're far away they're there's all different kinds of gradients of of how how the past uh impacts us and i like how the song explores that i will say the only thing that i didn't like about it was it didn't have a saxophone so i think uh, <laughs> missing that missing part of some- it some sex for this series anyway. Yeah. 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 Inadequate amount of sex. Yeah. Um, I did like the fact that uh, it, up until I think 2007, it was the longest song title of a, a track that made it into the Billboard, um, <laughs> the Billboard uh, hits list. So that that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that, th- those are my thoughts. I, I really liked it. I think I think it's an amazing song. Um, I, I I went even further. Like I, we're not going to talk about you know the album and and the whole Bad Out of Hell trilogy. Um, but uh-huh. I listened to the first album and then I didn't even realize there was a third album until I found out that there was on Wikipedia and I had to go and track it down because it's not on YouTube music. And I listened to that and not my thing. It's they, they leaned really heavy into the new metal 
new metal stuff. So you're saying we need a, a ride or die series for a meatloaf? Uh, I don't, I don't know <laughs> if I'd go that far, but, <laughs> um, but no I, I will say this, like, you know, of, of all the tracks, of all the songs that we've done and is the song good, this one d- uh, in recent memory anyway, this one really pulled me in and made me want more, like not just the song, but what's the context that the song is a part of. Yeah. So, Dan, what are your thoughts on it? I think you could convince me to do a ride or die for Jim Steinman. There you go. Okay. I would, I'd love to hear all the other stuff he's done. Um, it's There's something so campy and cheesy and still weirdly effective about, about uh, the music he writes. Uh, w- with him and Meatloaf and his vocal stylings, more is always better. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a great example of that. Yeah, I mean, we were what, like 15 when this came out? We were, I think we were freshmen in high school. And I remember listening to it uh, right after it came out. You, you let me the CD, um, you know, and of course you cranked it a bunch. And yeah, I have a, I have a, an affection for all these songs. It's, it's, <clears throat> I think we, I think we knew it was over the top and cheesy even at the time, but, um, but that's just what it is, you know, like it, mm-hmm. it, it I know some people think that uh, Meatloaf is ridiculous, and he absolutely is. Uh, and this this song is a little a little ridiculous in in, in a lot of ways, but you know it's it's uh, it's right on the line between ridiculous and sort of sublime. You know, like it mm-hmm. really goes for it, and so you sort of forgive its uh, excess, excesses um, because uh, it it absolutely does not hold back uh, what it's trying to do. Um, just to talk about the video for a second. Yeah. Michael Bay totally makes sense. I knew he directed the, um, I would do anything for love video. And so, yeah, it makes sense that he would direct this video too. It's very Michael Bay. And who who else do you get to direct a Jim Steinman meatloaf epic, you know, three part epic. Michael Bay is perfect for it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, no, right. It's his style as a filmmaker is, is Steinman and meatloaf style as a, as musicians. So Mm -hmm. totally makes sense. Uh, were you guys mildly uncomfortable with, uh, the, uh, the, the car sex, the 19 year old model sitting on top of the 16 year old riding? I looked it it up because I was curious. The kid was probably 16 or 17 when, um, this was shot. Um, that woman's not. I don't think she's 19. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't figure out who she was. So I don't know. She she's uncredited. So I, I, I can I tell you she looks like an adult and she's uh, made out like an adult. Um, and the kid looks like a kid. Uh, he does. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe it's fine. And of course they don't actually do anything. He, she's just, it just, it just looks kind of, she uh, just uses her body like a bandage, Dan. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> that's right it was let's go back odd, to, let's go but, back when when being a when when an older woman uh taking the innocence of a young boy was totally cool sci-fi. Hey, it was the early 90s right like the, yeah. that oh, was, no, yeah, absolutely, this okay. absolutely i saw the video when i was 15 and i was not bothered by that aspect of it but well, it just struck me. i was this. like wow that kid looks young as as i was watching it uh, i watched now. the video in the on my computer in the office and the door was open and you know there's the whole uh with with tommy and then the dad scene and then mm-hmm. the uh the girl at the end of the street came on I'm like oh shit the door's open <laughs> wait i'm not watching anything i'm not supposed to yeah. it's, it's fine it's fine this is for research purposes yeah. <laughs> Uh, the only other thing on the video, uh, are you guys a little stunned that uh, Robert Patrick wasn't the alcoholic father? 
Yeah. When you when you knew he yeah. was in there, I, mean, I thought well, he was gonna be the alcohol. In fact, I was convinced he was not Kenny's father, but um the uh, the narrator's father. Um, yeah, Meatloaf's father. Yeah, exactly. Throughout the whole opening section, I was a little confused about it because, like, well, he's he's got to become like the drunk that like beats right. his kid, right? Right. Yeah. Just because that's you know, just he just seems like he gets cast that way a lot of times um, as the bad guy, but. Well, yeah, he's, great. No, this he's is... great as the villain, though. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. And I kept expecting him to do that. But uh, yeah. but no, he, he did a good job. You know, it, it, you know, it's uh, he was probably one of the, the, the good the good points of the of the video in any sort of thespian sense. But it was uh, the video is amazing. Um, the song is amazing. Uh, yes, it's it's ridiculous, but also also amazing. So, yeah. And this this holds true for every other song on this album. I. I looked back at the track list. I was like, yep, I remember all these songs. They're all ridiculous and they're all amazing. Yep. Uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. And at the same time, you should not be ashamed of yourself for uh, listening to it and liking it. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I knew what to expect when getting back into it. And it was exactly what I, what I uh, remembered. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. It, it was, it was all meatloaf all week this week. I, I had no, <laughs> no need to listen to anything else. Like we weren't, we're not doing another series on the other channel. Uh, right now, so I didn't have anything else I had to listen to, and I listened to this song. Now I would listen to this, and then the next four songs that Google associated with it, and then I'd go back and listen to it again, or I'd listen to the whole album. Um, and I I loved it. It's it was a great great week for music. Well, I was curious. Did you play it with? Uh, I mean, I know Jamie knows this album at least reasonably well, and I'm sure she she would enjoy it. But uh, has Jack heard uh, any of this? I'm sure he has. Um, it, it will come on periodically just because it's in my thumbs up playlist. So um, he, he, I have no doubt that he's heard it, but uh, whether he likes it or not, who Nothing knows? specific, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's sure certainly not cool. No, <laughs> like, there's no. no doubt about that. And it's but, not, you know, he's, he's, the, he's the exact age we were when, when it came yeah. out. So, you know, he might be at a place where he thinks that kind of thing is cool. Well, you know, I'll tell you in 1994 in the sort of grunge alternative rock era, I'm not so sure that this was cool then either. No, that's um, true. But I so it. it's scratching yeah. an itch for a different type of um, yeah. music for sure. It definitely sold a lot of albums, but it sounded like it sold a lot more uh, in Europe than, than in the United States. I mean, it's sold mm -hmm. plenty in the United States, but it was like yeah. huge smash hit. In, in Europe. Yeah. So I just wanted to read this one comment from the, uh, the YouTube video that kind of sums it up. Um, and in, in a meatloaf, Jim Steinman way, I feel it sums it up because it is definitely a little over the top of a, a reaction, but it, it also kind of fits. So um, it says, I've never encountered a song slash music video that so nakedly confronts trauma from a male perspective. It's so emotional and not just about sex and relationships, which is rare. At 41, the song hits differently. It's such a beautiful reflection in middle age on the experiences that shaped your character, both tragic and enthralling. And I think, you know, it, I think that might be a little bit dramatic, but I totally can see that perspective too. You know, I imagine um, if you, if, if it strikes a chord with you or you have a similar experience and you hit it here at the right time, it could be very effective. Right. I don't really think, I don't really think of it that deeply. It from the very first time I heard it, I didn't, uh, I didn't really take it seriously or, or it didn't really have an emotional impact as far as the lyrics. I mean, broadly speaking, the idea of being young with a friend and, you know, and, and those friendships that, that have that intensity when you're like 
you know, 12 or whatever. And sort Mm -hmm. of that I I could identify with. And I found that effective. And honestly, I didn't remember, I knew that they were there, but I didn't remember the abusive father and the, the, um, the model, uh, raping the kid in the backseat (laughs) (laughs) Uh, as, as well, because I, those didn't really like, you know, those, I didn't really have a connection point to those. It was just like, Oh yeah, this is over the top, you know, sort of that, uh, tragedy, you know, trauma storytelling, but I didn't really take, I didn't really like feel like it really like, uh, identified, identify strong with it. It just felt too mythic and and not real to me, but I imagine for some people it, it hit them for whatever reason, or it's their, it's just their style of, of, uh, of lyric writing that it was really effective where I can see that, but yeah. it wasn't that way for me. Anyway, <clears throat> I think we've done it. We've made the, the the reaction to the song longer than the song. Yeah, we, we did it. We had a longer run, longer run time. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, Dan, you've got uh, our our next song for next week, right? We're gonna wander into the my old days uh, listening to to Christian rock. Oh yes, yes. Here we go. <laughs> I, here we go. Uh, the song. I'm gonna cheat a little bit. This is a little bit like Van Halen with. Uh, uh, eruption into um, you really got me now. Um, we're gonna do the band White Cross. You guys know that band? You guys are fans. I've heard of that band. Okay. Uh, the song is Eternal Fire, and then it goes into You Will Find It There. I've got a link that combines the two. Um, let's just say that me and my neighbors who were super into Christian rock um, would definitely like cue these up on our uh, on our Walkman and our tapes synchronize them and then walk around the neighborhood listening to the whole album. And uh, <laughs> these two songs were my, were my sort of like strongest memories of them. Uh, and I went back and listened to it and I was like, yeah, this is, this is something. And uh, you're all, you guys are both going to listen to it and we'll talk about it next week. Yay. All right. Excellent. Well, it's, it sounds like it's going to be another fun week for music. Uh, if you like content like this, you can find everything we've done at 64tacos.com. If you really liked it, you can buy us a taco at buymeacoffee.com slash 64tacos. Thanks for listening. I caught it on audio. 